0: Listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. May the Lord give you his peace. Amen. There's no extra charge for the uh, sound effects coming from the parking lot. <laughs> I grew up riding, so I have such a great love for motorcycles. Um, Brothers and sisters may the Lord give you peace. What a blessing and a joy to be here today Um, Just a very few days ago. We had the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima. It's the 105th anniversary of the first apparition so May 13th 1917 and how many of you were here at the shrine that day? How many of you? And, And a whole lot more There were so many people here, it was amazing. And uh, Brother Pius and myself as the new chaplains here, we're uh, continually amazed at the graces that our Lord is giving through the intercession of Mary, our mother, here at this shrine. It is beautiful. So, um, so happy to see you all here today. You are most welcome. There is a line from the first reading that really struck out for me today. Um, St. Paul and Barnabas are going around proclaiming the good news. They're evangelizing. People are hearing the message of Jesus and becoming members of the church. And uh, he goes to places like Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, Asbury, Washington. The Lord comes to our places where we're from, where we live. Rye. Hey. Um, and they, they were told here from the book of the Acts of the Apostles that they were strengthening the spirits of the disciples and exhorting them to persevere in faith. And that really touched me. And I felt, boy, um, in recent times, particularly, I have felt in my priestly ministry that we're just we're in a very strange time in our our. our little piece of history that we're living through right now and again and again and again i keep encountering this reality of people needing to be encouraged needing to be strengthened in their faith needing to be exhorted to persevere and um so i really related to that line and then the the message from paul it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships in order to enter the kingdom of God let's try to unpack that a little bit today it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships and you know so many people are suffering and struggling in these days Um, there are so many difficulties that we're facing Um, I'm I'm not going to read a list because it would take quite a long time but Uh, coming out of um, the pandemic and the strangeness of war in the Ukraine and the economy and controversy and uh, all kinds of strange ideas and beliefs that people are now buying into. And again and again and again, uh, it seems to be a difficult time, particularly for those of us who believe in Jesus that we are his followers, we are members of his body, the church. We're living through, through our faith and it becomes very difficult in these days. I have such a compassion for young people in particular. This is a hard time to be a young person. You know, with the internet and just the access to the world of ideas, it, it's such a confusing time. And when you're a young person, you're trying to figure out who you are, you're trying to figure out what you believe. And, and in the midst of all of that, there's just chaos and confusion and um so we we need to hear this message from saint paul that it is many hardships that it's necessary for us to go through in order to make our way to the kingdom of god um i can certainly relate to that and you know i I don't want to make light of anybody's suffering i know some of you who are here today maybe are carrying very difficult crosses sometimes the struggle can be very intense But with the gift of our faith, sometimes we can see things from a different perspective. And as I was praying over this word from St. Paul, I was thinking, you know, it is true that we are going through many difficulties. Um, Recently, the FBI contacted the U.S. Bishops' Conference to let them know that to be aware on masses, on Mother's Day and on other Sundays, that there's a potential for people to come and disturb The mass at catholic churches they're so angry and upset that uh, the supreme court might be overturning roe versus wade and um people you know so we got a little memo from the bishop to be aware to be ready the police everybody was kind of on alert and um certainly those kind of things feel it feels uncomfortable and awkward but from a different perspective I'm gonna say something you're not gonna expect, but please allow me to explain what I'm about to say, okay? From another perspective, I wanna say good. It is good. God will bring good out of it. Like what St. Paul says here, that it is necessary for us to go through struggles. They crucified Jesus. We are his followers. What did Jesus say? They hated me, they're going to hate you. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. And uh, there could be a danger, and I do think maybe there was a little bit of a danger for us, that um, being a follower of Jesus, being a Christian, being a Catholic, is kind of, um, you know, easy and and part of the culture here. And it's, it's maybe easy for us as a church to become complacent. And in the midst of that struggle now it's becoming more and more clear that what we believe is out of step with the culture and there is a way in which we can say good it's good that, that we're out of step with the culture um, there are there are difficulties but it's good and, and I think of so many things that Jesus said the Beatitudes Matthew chapter 5 which I love St. Pope John Paul II said it was Jesus' Magna Carta for how to live. And in the Beatitudes, Jesus said, Blessed are you when they persecute you because of me and my message. Blessed are you. It's beautiful. What did he say in Matthew 7? The road to hell is easy and broad and popular. The road to heaven is narrow and difficult. These are the words of Jesus. And so maybe there's a perspective by which we could say that it is good. The struggles and the difficulties that we're going through are good. What did Jesus tell St. Paul in 2 Corinthians 12? My power is made perfect through your weakness. When the church is weak and poor and, and once again out of step, we're no longer the primary institution in our culture, It's an invitation for us to be humble, to be praying on our knees and asking God for his help and his mercy. Um, And so a couple of examples from history to kind of help illustrate this point. You know, in the last two months since Brother Pius and I have come here to serve, I have been rereading all things Fatima. I've always loved Our Lady of Fatima. When I was 19 years old, I signed the Blue Army Pledge and I became a member of the Blue Army but recently re-looking at the whole th- story of Our Lady with Fatima and the, the three shepherd children, and, and I'll tell you uh, an, a very curious detail. The Blessed Mother appeared to the children on the 13th of the month, starting in May and then going till October, except for one month, the month of August, she did not appear to them on the 13th because the children had been kidnapped the local mayor and the local constable they had kidnapped the children and under the guise of interrogating them and they were pressuring these three little children to recant their story and they were making all sorts of threats against these children and you think of the trials and the difficulties that these three little children went through they were being harassed by people they were being accused of lying they were being accused of being crazy they were being accused of of um being under the influence of the devil and even some of their own family members were very negative towards them they suffered and the parents of the children were so upset because the pilgrims that started to come to the place the cova de area the the little meadow of peace they were trampling on the um the gardens and the, the plants and so the parents Like, since this has happened, our whole world has been turned upside down. They were suffering. And then um, in a very dramatic moment, the, um, the mayor threatened to kill the children. They told them, and it's almost hard to believe that a grown man would act like this. They told the little children that we have a cauldron of boiling oil in the next room, and if you don't... Tell everybody that you made this up we are going to boil you alive and some of the scholars believe that the children received the grace of martyrdom because even under the threat of death they refused to recant what they were saying they said we cannot deny what we saw what we heard the virgin mother came to us this is what she said and one by one they took the children into the next room and those children went to that room fully believing they were about to be killed. And um, they got together on the other side and realized that, you know, it was a bluff and they were so happy and excited. But So it is possible to say that those three little children received the grace of martyrdom. And it's interesting that as the church was investigating the, the claim Of the apparitions one of the pieces of evidence that became so convincing was how much these little children suffered including the threat of death and they still held fast to what they were saying they they did not recant the story and and in that way that suffering gave strength and power to their witness so we all know little children right you just pull their hair (laughs) oh Whatever you want me to say, I'll say it. You know, they're little children. That these little children would still bear witness to what they were seeing and hearing in the midst of great struggle and difficulty and threat became almost like evidence or proof that what they were saying was really authentic and true. And of course, on the last apparition in October, there was the great miracle of the sun where so many people saw the sun spinning and dancing in the sky. And of course, at that point, it became very clear at least to those who were open that mother mary really was appearing there and that what she the message that she was delivering should be paid attention to a message of prayer especially the rosary a message of penance and conversion and reparation interesting huh and if you think about it even in the early days of christianity you know when the, the day they crucified jesus most of his followers ran and hid they were afraid that they were going to be next But then with the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, they were no longer afraid. And they proclaimed Jesus publicly without fear. And again, evidence that what they were saying was true. Nobody is going to go to their martyrdom for a lie or a hoax or a story that they made up. And so I think that that can help us to understand a little more deeply Um, this message of St. Paul, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships in order to enter the kingdom of God. And it's so beautiful that the church couples that reading with today's gospel where Jesus is giving his followers the very heart of his message, love one another. Love one another. Love of God, love of neighbor. They will know you are my followers because of your love. That is central to what Jesus taught us. And I got praying on how these two things connect with one another, and you know I thought, now this is really something beautiful. It is through suffering and through difficulty that our virtue grows and strengthens and deepens. It is through struggle. And I'll give you an example for like myself being a Franciscan friar, You know, I've got a couple of my brothers here, Brother Pius and Brother Gerard, right? And you get different assignments. And you get sent on a mission to a friary, and there's a group of guys that you're living with. Sometimes it happens that you all really like each other. (laughs) Not often, right, Brother? So sometimes you live with people that, for whatever reason, you find difficult. And if you're living in a family okay and if you live by yourself you look in the mirror there's there you are but you know if you just lived with people that you like and you lived with people who are really good and holy and nice and and easy to get along with your virtue would be shallow what did jesus say i think in the end of matthew chapter 5 you can't just love those who love you even the tax collectors do that but love your enemies. This call to a deeper love, a love that is more mature, a love that is purified, the virtue of charity that has been strengthened and the roots of that virtue have grown deep into the soil of your soul through struggle, through loving your brother, the one who sits next to you, even on those days when it's difficult. And I think that's what St. Paul was getting to. It's difficult, good. God can work through the difficulty. We have to go through many trials to make our way to the kingdom of God. And so maybe that moment is arriving for us as a church, as we are out of step with the culture, that we will be experiencing suffering and persecution and difficulty. And on one way, we can say this is good that the Lord is inviting us to a deeper love, a deeper moment of forgiveness, repentance, um, reconciliation. It's so good. It's so good. And I believe through that struggle, through that suffering, the power of our witness will be stronger. The light will shine brighter in the darkness. And so God is at work god is at work blessed are you when you are persecuted for my sake blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness blessed are you who are mourning all of those beatitudes you know in jesus he leads the way he shows us he went to the cross no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend And so that is what it means to be a believer in Jesus, to be his disciple, to be a member of his body, the church. They will know that you are my follower because of your love. The depth of our love will be a witness to the world of the truthfulness of the gospel, of our faith. It's time to forget about right and left and recapture what's right and wrong, that God has revealed to us the true nature of evil, and of goodness and of love. Um, So often the word love is misused. And so we give thanks on this day, uh, this fifth Sunday of Easter, when we uh, come together at this beautiful shrine, together as God's family, gathered under the uh, roof of God's house to worship and to pray and to receive Jesus so that his light would be in us and that our light may shine to the world. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans.